Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. You're listening to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. This is the ride home. I'm coming home 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 Hello folks and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm Mark Poulos and this is a edition of The Ride Home. So it's... uh Actually, Monday morning, it's been kind of a crazy week. If you've been following my social media, um, last Thursday I got to be on uh, Gotham Comedy Live on Access TV. Um, it was my first late night spot, and uh, it was pretty amazing. So I'm going to run through that. Did a show in Lacrosse and a show in uh, Montevideo, and uh, some fun, <coughs> fun stories from all of them, but. Uh, the New York trip was just insane because uh, I flew in, I took a train up to uh, Dobbs Ferry and uh, hung out with family on Wednesday and then uh, took the train back down to uh, Manhattan so I could get over to uh, Gotham Comedy Club for my taping Thursday night. It was just nuts. I mean, if I could do it over again, uh, I wouldn't have brought as many shoes and shirts and pants. Like, they they send you all this stuff beforehand, obviously, that you have to sign as far as contracts and uh, information about your clothes and the taping and how it's all going to go and everything. And inside of all of it, it said that uh, you need three different changes of clothes so they can decide on what you're going to wear and uh, I'll get into that a little later, but that was uh, not the case. Um, they were pretty lackadaisically about uh, what you could wear on the show and uh, what material you could do on the show. Like, I sent over a tape, and then they uh, they approved the, th- the four minutes that I sent over, but I was doing an eight-minute um, section, like an eight-minute set, so they had to approve the other four minutes. So I was sending not the whole jokes, but just like the joke ideas, you know, like family or big baby or, um, you know, old people in technology, just like ideas. And they approved the other four minutes. And then when I got there, like once they approved it and I wrote it out, I kind of practiced it for quite a while about trying to hit that eight minutes and, and having the, the perfect set and when I got there, I found, because there was four of us on the show, um, and the other three were like, we didn't have to do that. And I was like, what? And one guy's like, yeah, I don't I don't even know what they approved. I'm just going to go up there and do an eight-minute comedy set. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but the head honcho of the show is the one that approved my material. So I just thought to myself, like, he knows you know, what's going to do well in his club and what's not. So I just kind of stuck with what he approved and didn't try to, you know, get too fancy at all. 
I did get fancy a little bit, and, and we're going to talk about that too. So I, I got back in the city, and I'm just lugging my suitcase all over New York City. And stupidly in my head, I didn't take the wheelie suitcase because I'm like, I don't want to wheel it through the the streets of New York and it it goes through like garbage and stuff like I'll bring my shoulder suitcase and just, you know, because I'm like, it's an overnight thing. I probably won't have that many clothes, you know, stupid me. I brought two pairs of jeans, three different shirts, two pairs of shoes. I mean, I was fucking out of my mind. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm just dragging it all over New York City trying to. And I decided to not go with the hotel room um, in New York City to save the money. I figured, like, I'd get done with the shoot at, like, 1 in the morning, and my flight leaves at, like, 6. So I just figured I'd go straight from there to the airport and just kind of hang out at the airport. And that's a whole nother story. So I finally get there. I'm just, like, muddling through the streets of New York City, and I finally get to uh, the club and it's just like so amazing. Like they have this huge green room set up for you. There's like a full dinner down there. Um, they got people there, uh, you know, helping you through the whole process. You know, there's the director and the assistant and then the big honchos and the makeup artists and, and the wardrobe people and all that kind of stuff. But um so the first thing that we did was we went up and did a rehearsal and the director basically went through like every beat of the show. Like this guy's going to be standing over here. Then you go up here and then you do this, blah, blah, blah. But then he said something in the rehearsal that terrified the hell out of me because I was going last on the show and it's a live show. Um, and he said, it's so important for all of you to not go over your time because if that happens, we're going to get to the end of the show and Mark's only going to have like two minutes of airtime. And I was like, son of a bitch, that's what's going to happen tonight. I know it. Like all of these guys are going to go long and I'm going to get up there and it's going to be like, Mark, you have one minute. And I'm like, oh man. But uh, thankfully everything went well. Uh, the host of the show is Michael Che from Saturday Night Live, who is an amazingly cool guy. Uh, we chatted for a bit. I got to take a picture with him. I told him that me and my wife were huge fans, and he said, I hope my stand-up tonight doesn't uh, change your view of me. And I was like, man, it's kind of funny that he's even worried about his set on the show. So we went through that, and then I'm kind of asking around, like, who's the person that approves my wardrobe because I've got all three of my shirts on the rack and my two pairs of jeans and my two shoes. And I, and when the guy came over, I said, can I get like an idea of what you would think would work well on the show? And he go, and he just walks by and he goes, wear that shit right there. And I said, well, I have a, a white, a gray and a black undershirt. What, what? And he goes, wear the black, black in the lilac. And then he just walked out of the room and that was the whole approval process of what I was wearing on the show. I was like, oh man, like I could have just brought that shirt because I figured that was the one that he was going to pick because the other one kind of had a pattern on it. And then the other one was like a short sleeve shirt, which kind of looks gay on television. Um, well, I don't know that. I don't know why I just said that, but I'm sure you can wear a short sleeve shirt on television and it's not gay. But anyways... So we get the approval done and then, and then it's like makeup time. 
and basically for the guys it was just like some like foundation so we didn't shine on television but once i got my makeup on i was like completely neurotic about it like i felt like every part of my face was itching and i was trying not to touch my face because i'm like i'm just gonna put makeup everywhere if i touch my face but we got through that and then the show began and i gotta tell you man it is like so nerve-wracking like I f 15 years into comedy, like I know how to do an eight minute set in the club and do a good job. It was just, um, I had written this set and the lot and my, and I've always had a problem with my sets, like finishing really strong. Like I'll finish with a laugh, but it's not like, Oh my God, that was the best closer ever. Like I always have these, these funny jokes at the end, but I was trying to, so what they approved for the show, like I was basically ending on a kind of good laugh. And I was trying to find another joke that would fit into the genre of what they approved and was a bigger laugh. And And the nice part was that I did end on, like I had that huge laugh, but I just stupidly went a little further and did the next line. And that line got like no laughs. And then when I looked up, to see if I could do another really quick joke to kind of save it. They were like giving me the rap rap sign. Like I had to get the hell off stage and I was like, son of a bitch. So I, it was just kind of an awkward ending. Like I hit this joke where I was talking about selfie sticks and my mom relating it to vibrators. And I thought it's a funny line where, you know, she's using a bunch of vibrators and I'm like nine years old and I ask her if there's bumblebees in her bedroom because of the buzzing of the vibrator. And like every time I do the line, like nobody gets it. And I'm like, maybe I need to rewrite this joke. But anyways, it was a relatively new joke. So I end up deciding to close with it, which is like the dumbest fucking idea in the world. I close on it, it gets no laughs, I see the raps on and I'm like, son of a bitch. So I just tried to say something silly to like a lady in the front row. I was like, you know, bumblebees, like the buzzing from the vibrator and like nobody laughed. And then I was like, all right, I guess that's my time. <laughs> you know, hopefully when I get the video, I can kind of clip off that little dead spot and make it look like a really good set. I, I thought it was good, you know. So we got done and it's just like such an amazing feeling to be able to to do a spot like that in a pre prestigious club in New York City. And my niece showed up and uh, my buddies Justin and Matt were there and you know, we just got to like hang out downstairs with a bunch of people from the show and, and friends and family of the other people that were on the show and just a really cool night. And then after that, um, me and Justin and Matt went to a diner in New York City and just kind of hung out, talked about comedy and talked about the road and stuff. And, uh, and it was just, you know, it was just one of those fun nights, man, you know, and, and that, when we parted ways and, and I kind of flagged down a yellow taxi at like one thirty in the morning next to this diner in New York City and headed off to LaGuardia, it was just, you know, it felt like a movie, you know, I flew into New York City, you know, did my spot and I'm, I'm heading back out. Uh, so then I get to the airport and I was unaware that uh, LaGuardia is not uh, completely open 24 hours a day. Like from, I guess, uh, I think it's like 11, 
at night until like four in the morning, there's only specific parts of the airport that are open. So that was fun to find out when I got there because I just thought like I'll go through security, you know, maybe get like a sandwich someplace and then just kind of try to find a comfortable spot to take a nap. And and LaGuardia is just not that way. You know, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's a really small airport and it's really old and it's kind of gross. And there were so many people there like waiting for the security thing to open up. It was just a horrendous like two or three hours waiting for security to open up. But uh, both my flights home were fine. I literally landed at like 11 in the morning and I came home, slept for like two or three hours, and then I had to be back on the road again because I had a show down on lacrosse with my buddy Joe Cocazello. Got down there, and I've done this show before. It's uh, Piggy's Restaurant in lacrosse. Amazing food. I had... Jumbo shrimp and uh, sea scallops for dinner, and holy crap, really good. Nice hotel. Um, the show was interesting because it's one of these places where, you know, sometimes you go to a comedy club and some people are eating dinner while the show's going on, and some uh, aren't. But this was a place where, like, they come for the food and the comedy, so everyone's eating dinner. So the guy hosting the show, like, basically gave no cushion and then brought Joe on stage. And Joe was trying out some different material, and he was trying to crowd wrap a little bit. I mean, he knows. It didn't go too well. And uh, he just went in the green room and just kind of hung out by himself. And it's always hard for me to watch, you know, somebody that I think is funny and is a good friend of mine just not do well. Because it's just like... You know, you can't save them. You know, you can't just go on stage and be like, hey, this guy's fucking funny. Be nice to him. You know, it's like they got to sink or swim on, our, on their own. And, and sometimes it's, it's really hard to watch, you know, because I love him so much like a brother. And it just wasn't going well. And uh, I went up. I had a really good set, um, you know, coming off the high of New York City. You know, Joe kind of put it in perspective. He's like, you were in New York City, buddy. You were in the major leagues tonight was like hitting wiffle balls. And that's kind of how it felt, you know, like that show was so big Thursday night and it was it so much behind it and so much, you know, pomp and circumstance that when I got to a barbecue restaurant in lacrosse, it was almost like I was playing little league, um, but it was fun, you know. And then we had to get back home because um, I had a show Saturday night in Montevideo and my wife and. Some of her friends were all going to come with because uh, a lot of her really good friends grew up in Montevideo. So it was going to be this really huge show at a country club down there called The Crossings. Amazing place, amazing people. If you're ever in Montevideo and you want to play some golf or have some really good food, um, stop by The Crossings in Montevideo. I think it's off of uh, uh, Highway 7 over there. Um it's just a fun time. Joe, of course, because he's out of his mind, he found out it was a golf course, and I guess he's a big golfer, which I wouldn't really have put that on him. Um, so he brought, like, Happy Gilmore, he brought four clubs with him and put them in the back of the car, and when we checked in at the golf course, he just, you know, waved by and got a golf cart and, and his four clubs and a bucket of balls and just took off for the... Uh, for the golf course and I headed over to my wife's friend's house to hang out before the show and when we got back we found Joe 
And he said he had spent too much time out on the golf course and it got dark and he couldn't find his way back home and he got lost and he lost his shoes. And I mean, it just sounded like a whole, a whole rigmarole, but that's Joe, you know, before the shows, he's just like off on his own adventures, you know, and the, uh, the show went okay. You know, um, Joe's set was, was good, but it wasn't great. You know, it was, uh, it was just weird. You know, it's like a country club crowd and he's talking about smoking weed and stuff. And it's, it's kind of tough to hit with that kind of crowd. And, and then I felt like he was going a little long. Um, so I just, uh, I gave him the light a couple times and then I, one of our friends was hosting the show and, and she got a little confused and went on stage and told him to, to end his set and just get off stage. <laughs> and of course he was pissed off by that. And I would have been too. And, and there was a whole rigmarole after the show, but, uh, then we went out to the bars and had some drinks and everything got settled. So that was nice. And, uh, woke up Sunday morning, um, drove on home and, uh, and it was just a crazy week, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm so excited to have done that set. And as soon as I get the, uh, the raw video of the set, I'm going to put it up on my Facebook and my YouTube and everything and, and link it for everybody that wants to see it who didn't. Cause a lot of people didn't have access TV to be able to watch it. I mean, I didn't even have it at my house. My wife had to watch the live broadcast through FaceTime with my sister down in Shakopee. So when I get that video, I'll pull it, put it up so everybody can see it. And, uh, I just really proud of it. Um, it's a, it's definitely a milestone in my career and I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes of doing that. You know, maybe it, the things keep rolling I'll get other things, but you never know. Um, but yeah, so, uh, this week I've got, uh, a big show in uh, Wakan, Iowa, at uh, the Banquet Center down there. Uh, Eight o'clock on Friday. If you live in uh, like the decor Wakan area of Iowa and you want to see me do stand-up comedy, get out to the Banquet Center over there. Uh, all the information's on my Facebook, which is uh, Mark Pulo's comedian. Uh, and Sunday, I've got a uh, a corporate show down uh prairie meadows casino so that'll be a, a private so it won't be open to the public and then uh after this weekend i head out to uh laughlin nevada to do that run of gigs out there so uh, i'm excited to do that so check out uh largedrunkman.com for all my upcoming dates through uh 2016 and uh, you can always get this podcast at podbean and itunes and stitcher and uh yeah I just want to thank, you know, make a personal thank to you, thank you to, you know, everybody that's supported my career and and come out to to watch me do stand up even in the beginning when I kind of sucked and uh it's just amazing how many fans that uh I have out there and how many of them really genuinely want to watch me succeed and and obviously my wife is just an amazing person and and uh, I feel bad that she wasn't able to come with me on on that gig. But uh, next time, next time. But uh, thank you so much. And tune in next time, guys, when we talk about who knows. <laughs>